Hello, 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 and welcome to the Ordinary Podcast. Uh, I'm Khalid, aka Kalito, if you want to follow me on the gram. No, I'm playing. So today, guys, I've got currently a university student. She's in her third year. She's also an up-and-coming DJ. She works <laughs> in... <laughs> Why are you laughing already? She works in PR, if I'm correct. Ain't that correct. right? She's actually from Manchester, living under a fake name and address as a Londoner. That's what you I'm playing. But yes, I am with Millie May Forrest, a good friend of mine as well. So we have a little chat today, just find out a little bit more about her life, what she's going through university, her career and stuff like that. You want to introduce yourself, Millie? Oh, well, I can't introduce you, but you just want to say anything? Yeah, I mean, you've said a lot. Millie May Forrest, originally from Manchester, although my accent is pretty much dissolved by now but i'm interested to to see what you're gonna ask me i'm interested of what we're gonna no, don't worry into. it's not gonna be very it's not I'm gonna be scared deep. no it's not gonna be deep and dark what happened <laughs> you're five years old you know you don't like to my be, life story yeah and you're like it's nothing gonna be like that it's gonna be very chill it's kind of like just learn a, a little bit about you basically okay okay so as i said you are a third year student at goldsmiths we went to goldsmiths together that's why i know millie mm-hmm. millie so what are you studying right now i'm studying journalism um which came about quite late in high school. It's not really something that I've always wanted to do, but that makes it sound like I don't want to do it. I do, mm-hmm. um, but in terms of, it's just one of those things that I came across and I was like, oh, like I'm actually good at this and I'm actually, I can write and I find it like therapeutic and I actually enjoy it and I'm quite good at it. So mm-hmm. let me do it. Um, and here I am. Three years, so, four years later. <laughs> that's really good. Congrats to you. So you're in your third year. Big up to you. So essentially, so what did you want to study beforehand when you was in high school? What did you, did you have like a career that you wanted to go? Do you want to be an actress or <laughs> did you want to become a doctor? Do you know what I mean? Like what made you want mm-hmm. to do journalism? It's just that you had kind of like a passion or like? Um. So as I said, I, I kind of wrote my whole life, but I never really looked at it as something I could do professionally. I think because at my school in particular, we were pushed to do sort of to go into male dominated professions like medicine. Oh, so they actually pushed you towards it? Yeah, yeah, they kind of, I mean, our motto was like today's students, tomorrow's successful women, but they weren't really as into creative subjects. So I wanted to do veterinary mm-hmm. um, and I did all the work experience for it. I did. Oh, <laughs> like, nice. <laughs> Where was the work experience? <laughs> it's, embarrass- it's not embarrassing. No, no, no. Speak, speak your mind. I did like 10 weeks of veterinary work experience. So I just put my hand up a cow's bum, you know. Oh, wow. Okay. All of that stuff. So you got really down and dirty. Like you like, yeah. very like. It was enjoyable are- though. Okay. It was super good. So it was really enjoyable. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so I did all that. And then obviously the reality kind of hits and you need biology and chemistry to be able to do it. I mean, there are more than one way, there's more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> Sorry, but... Um, skin a cat, you say? Yeah, it's skin. a saying. Oh, okay. So it's like, there's more than one, there's more than one... This is where the language grow, barrier you know? comes in, guys. Skin a cat. Sorry, that makes you think of... Any Hunt- more than a listening to this will know what I mean. Okay, but that makes me think of hunting. When people say we're going to skin this rabbit, we're going to eat it. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, in my but it's head. like there's more than one ways to, to cut a chicken fillet. Like, same vibes. Okay, no, yeah. I you completely. That was a very good. Yeah, so I did all that. I did 10 weeks of that and then kind of came to the conclusion that chemistry wasn't my strong point. Mm-hmm. And then I went on a holiday to Barcelona with my mum for my mm-hmm. 18th. And it sounds quite cliche, but I got. Um, the, you know the magazine id 
No, I don't know the magazine. I do. It's kind of like a lifestyle magazine. It's been around for years. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of like really good features in it. They write articles on artists, like of mm-hmm. all sorts of genre and caliber. Um, but yeah, so I, and I read that from cover to cover, like by the pool every single day. Okay, wow. And when I came home, it was like, it looked like it had been completely torn, torn, you, torn to shreds. Like you, you've literally just been going through the pages. Yeah, you know? I just obsessed okay, okay. over it. Yeah, and okay. I, and then I kind of came to the conclusion, and this was the summer before I was, I was going into my AS year. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously then I'll be applying for UCAS and everything. Mm-hmm. I just thought to myself like I'm just gonna do something like this. Yeah, that's and I a really go to big. London. Yeah, that's a really big change from going from wanting to do being a vet mm-hmm. to actually switching to journalism. And that all so this basically came from just you being a fan when you was in Barcelona, just reading these magazines, and you just thought I want to be the person behind it writing, for example. Yeah, okay, well, okay. I think it just opened my eyes. I think because I it, it, I put it a lot down to to going from the school the kind of school that I was at to, to um a college mm-hmm. like a sixth form college and my eyes just sort of being opened to different routes that mm-hmm. you can take um and just like becoming more aware of different things that you can actually do with your life mm-hmm. um and I I kind of wanted a stable income and I think that's part of the reason why I went to, okay. for veterinary mm-hmm. but then I thought to myself well, like but you're not, not really, doing it for the right reasons you're not doing then. For, you're not following but I enjoyed your own. it yeah I get you, you know but um Maybe you can volunteer. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. Skin a cat in your own time. Yeah, yeah. I can have a pet or two. Yeah, know? exactly. So, <laughs> but that's quite. It's, it's crazy though, because it's a, it's a very big change from veterinary to to wanting to be journalism. And you said your school mm-hmm. was trying to push you into more kind of practical. Not what's the word? So they kind of pushing you more into yeah. not let not very creative subjects in in mm-hmm. a sense. And then, what is the name of that school that you went to? Manchester High. I don't want to like drop them in it. Manchester, oh, so, okay, Manchester no, it's fine. Don't worry, don't worry, it's fine. Um, it, well, the the abbreviation was MHSG. It was. Hmm. Okay, so now let's just kind of transition into going to university. So oh, Manchester God. born, lived there your whole life. All yeah. you know is Manchester, and now you come to London, the like, big city, the big city, the capital. Mm-hmm. So that must have been a crazy transition, you know, from Manchester to London. <sighs> you know, you've gone straight into. You was living in Camberwell. Yeah. Southeast London, yeah. so you know SC5. you went. Yeah, exactly. You went straight into. You went yeah. straight into. I'd say like the real parts of London. That makes sense. Yeah. So how was that then? From because you are crazy. From, where are you from again? Russia. No, so I my family grew up in my family grew up kind of everywhere. To be fair, like Northenden, mm. Sale. Um, I was, yeah. So I was born in like, it is. I can only really say the lane. It's like Longhurst Lane. Longhurst Lane. But okay. um, it's kind of like sale area like that kind of that kind of vibe but um and then my mum moved us to cheshire when i was like younger um to cat because she was like it's a safe place it's a safe neighborhood da, 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 da. well i've heard cheshire's quite a nice area it depends no. it's a big area uh-huh. like if you think about it I'm in terms of like cheshire. wiggins in cheshire like there's places okay. in liverpool that are classed to be in cheshire so it's a, it is a big big place i think it gets a bad name mm-hmm. um it's quite some of it's quite rural some of it's quite suburban it really depends but so i spent a large amount the, like a, a large amount of my childhood there um Okay, so that's yeah. Huge. So moving here was crazy, but obviously my mum moved here. Um, as and you've well. had, and you've had. Oh, so your mum come came with you around the same time. She moved about a month before I did. Oh, perfect. So you already kind of had already like a little support network that you can. Oh yeah, I was super happy to have that. Uh, um, because I think 
I, yeah, I would have found it a whole lot harder had she not been here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for the first few months, I was just starry-eyed and I was kind of just like in yeah, a war Yeah, so I'd like everything. to know like your first impression. So when you first come <clears throat> off that train with your, your suitcases, <laughs> I, was in a, I was in a van like, actually. Liz, is it, was it like, oh, you was in a van, okay. <laughs> with all my stuff. Maybe I'm just van. thinking like Lizzie McGuire, when she, you know when she reached in Italy, and she yeah. just, you know, I'm kind of thinking, was that like you? Were you just like shocked at everything or? It was really interesting to me because we were, so we drove the whole way. It was mm. me, my auntie, and my mom, because obviously we had to transport all my stuff, and I'm not a light packer, so. <laughs> we're not. We're I, I know. <laughs> I know. You was, you was talking about what outfit to wear for this. I'm like, no one can see you, Minnie. No, it's I fine. Wasn't. <laughs> I'm just messing about. Um, so, yeah, so we were in the van, whatever, driving through. We had a few like pit stops, and then we eventually drove through north london through mm. central okay. down to south so it was amazing because i obviously i'd never seen london on such like a zoomed in scale yeah from times north I've ever been. to go through central you're seeing the transition like, was crazy Oxford, that's exactly yeah from oxford circus crazy. to shopping centers this and that yeah like not centers but like and the you big see shops how everyone lives exactly and then you come yeah. to southeast yeah which is a nice area but it's not central let's be real when i first came here i was a bit like Mm. I don't know whether I can swear on this, but <laughs> um, no, you can swear. You know, I was this is not a bit for like kids. fuck. Like yeah. you know, this is there's a huge variation in terms of the way people live here, mm-hmm. and not that some of it's good, some of it's bad. But I think I was kind of shocked when I first came here in terms of like the gap between wealth and poverty. Because mm-hmm. like, you can really, you, know, you can but, you can really really see that for some. Mm-hmm. From where you live, you was in Cam Campbell mm-hmm. in student accommodation that I've seen before, which mm-hmm. is a lovely the accommodation. Like guys, as I say, it's kind of like the Hilton of student accommodation. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Um, if if you guys, if I say to you guys like the standard like student accommodation, you can't have an image. These guys were living like the Hilton. Like I'll be <laughs> honest. But then it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. It's really nice. And then you have you have your accommodation there, but right behind it, you had these kind of rough kind of. Mm-hmm. council estates or whatever so that transition i think that's where a stu- lot of mm. students tripped up mm-hmm. because i think they got su- so co- super comfortable mm. in this really nice it was like a renovated town hall mm-hmm. um and they i think they almost got too comfortable and then when you would step outside the front door so there used to be this particular street um where the side door was and mm. we had quite a lot of like we had one particular instance where a guy tailgated because the doors were sort of magnetized mm. There's a party going on, and we had one instance where the guy tailgated and basically just went into people because people would leave their doors unlocked mm-hmm. willy nilly, like, mm-hmm. and he would just go in and pick stuff up. And then if he would come across someone, he would ask for Rizzler <laughs> just randomly. It's not, um, not a very good thief, is he? No, it's, it doesn't, it's not really a good cover story, no, I'll be honest. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, so I think you definitely have to have your wits about you, but mm-hmm. it definitely helped me going to school in central Manchester since from when I was about the age of 11 Mm -hmm. I think it gave me sort of that element of having having your wits about you and being aware of your surroundings rather than just going around with your phone out and Mm -hmm. you know with all your cash in your hand and just waiting to be robbed you know know, London I think is okay but obviously has its dark side everywhere does yeah exactly everywhere does so from you moving to Manchester, London, so the settling period was, was quite easy for you then. I thought it was. How were the How were the people? Because from the people I've come from Manchester uh-huh. are very very friendly. Yeah. Like I've met a few people from Manchester, and they were very very friendly. That very type welcoming. Of chat. Yeah. And you come to London, no one wants to speak to you here. 
Everyone, in the street no especially, one, yeah. People just like, even if you look at them, they'll think, why are you looking at me? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's how it is in London. There was, there was, there were a lot of myths that I've heard, that I'd heard about, sort of like, mm. you don't smile at people in the street if you're no, on a walk, no, you don't no. say hi to someone on a Sunday morning. No, no, you don't do that. You don't talk we to don't someone on the, the bus tube. driver. We you don't, don't, <laughs> I actually did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did yeah, that yeah, a few we, times. We don't do that. And he did kind of just look at me like, what are you doing? And I, funny thing is, I, um, I came on a taster day to see Goldsmiths, but I'd already accepted my offer at this point mm-hmm. because I was kind of like running a bit behind. So I, I'd accepted my offer before before I'd actually seen the uni. Uh, me and my mum came, and at the time in Manchester, you, you pay cash for buses, you pay a pound. Mm-hmm. The, the, the price actually went to pound fifty, which is a bit of a pain because no one ever has 50p on them. Mm-hmm. But um, it wasn't contactless unless you had sort of like a season ticket. So I put a pound down on the bus driver's little mm-hmm. pot thingy. And he was like, he just shook his head. <laughs> it doesn't work like yeah, that. <laughs> and I Sorry, was just kind like of, that. I was that, so that's confused. You being, that's you being slow. Sorry. No, it wasn't. We're I just, in 2021. I, you know, it's, it's it wasn't. No, this was 2017, Khalid. Come on, Mills. No, no this one does that. 2017. Mm. And I was like, ah. So we had to go and buy an Oyster car, oh do God. all that malarkey. And I was just like, oh, this is a long winded. He probably thought you were tipping him for his performance. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, well, sir. Well, for driving very well. That is so bad. I'm sorry. I it was quite heard, embarrassing. I haven't heard that in a very, very long time. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, Yeah, cool. I forgot about that story, actually. Let's not talk about that story, yeah? Let's keep, <laughs> let's keep that under wrap. Okay, so you're in your final year yeah. at God's University. And obviously final weeks. Your final weeks. Mm. Ooh. Well, hope you do well. Thank you. But I'm guessing this must be very difficult, obviously, coronavirus and this pandemic. Yeah. So basically, I'm guessing, well, I know, actually, you're working from home 24-7. Mm-hmm. All your assignments, you can't really go to the library. I mean, I've been a few times, but, mm-hmm. you know. But it's, it's, is it's, it not, the the same. Same, it's not the same, no. isn't it? So how have you found just, you know, in the last couple of months doing your, well, this kind of whole year, doing your degree mm-hmm. during coronavirus? Have you been receiving much support or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have one particular tutor who's always, who's been there from day dot and mm-hmm. you know you can call her on a holiday and mm-hmm. just have a chat with her if you're feeling like down so we, i really appreciated that because you know there's some tutors that you meet that don't even know your name mm-hmm. so i never met my tutor yeah my yeah friend, i never met this person in three years and then i found that he's actually my lecturer at one point yeah i was like oh <laughs> you're right mate <laughs> well it just so happens that in my final year um she is actually my my uh, personal tutor mm-hmm. but um yeah, in in terms of support, I think there's there's not a whole lot they can do. Obviously, we're on teams. Mm-hmm. I'm in two days a week max. I'm doing my final project at the minute, and especially in my course, usually you're 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 on the ground and you're talking to people and you're meeting up with people to get stories and to get mm-hmm. information. But it's so difficult to do that because everything's via Zoom or Teams or whatever, or mm-hmm. FaceTime. Um, but the I have noticed that in terms of people are much more willing to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, people of interest, like um, whether you're doing an article on like mm-hmm. I don't know food banks or yeah or music, people are much more willing to talk to you because they have more time. More time, yeah. Yeah, yeah and mm-hmm. they and they're also they also just kind of want to talk to someone. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So the uni have supported you. I'm guessing more of a mental side because what you said, like you said, you can call the street or if you're on holiday. Yeah, but I'm saying in a more academic working mm-hmm. sense. Are you getting, do you have to wait for longer replies from, from what's it called, your lecturers? Mm. Or are you getting reasonable enough time to your deadlines? I'm guessing you can't find enough resources, like for example, in the library. So, yeah. so have you found support in that kind of sense or not? In terms of like 
um email replies yeah like i've never i've not had an issue with anybody mm. taking ages to reply the only thing is is the amount that they're they're grading and marking you so like in my final project we every week we've it's like it's sort of like a long read investigative mm. journalism piece and you have to use like lots of media platforms uh, like and mediums to do it but what i've noticed is that the my lecturer for this um, you have to submit like um, you know updated drafts every week, mm -hmm. and we haven't received any feedback for, for those. Okay. And I don't know whether that's because she just thinks everything's okay, or mm. whether <laughs> you know she's she's obviously very busy with other things and stuff. But and it is a bit daunting trying to do your final project just sat at your desk in your room, mm. you know, not really talking to anyone else on your course about maybe mm. things that you could improve or. Mm. Just, just having that like interaction mm -hmm. um, and being in an actual sort of workshop or classroom mm -hmm. and around people. So Aside not, from that, though, yeah, yeah, it's not, but it's not a very stimulating way to, to no. learn. And obviously, you're paying like nine thousand pounds a year. <laughs> yeah. For example, for for Zoom classes, I know obviously we can't go into university mm -hmm. or whatever, but essentially you're paying nine thousand pounds for for Zoom lessons. Yeah. And you're kind Probably of just, you just chucked into, yeah, you're kind of chucked into the deep end. Be mm -hmm. like, all right, this is the thing. If you know where I am, just give me a call. It's basically what it That's is. That's literally yeah. what it is. Yeah. And it's and it's very it's it's very very tough for you guys. It doesn't. Mm. One, it's not fair. No. Two, I don't. You guys are probably not going to reach your potential if you obviously were getting yeah. lessons in class and, and before resources. Yeah. So does that kind of scare you? But do you feel like you won't be able to fully achieve the grade that you possibly could because of what's happening right now and the support you're not receiving? Or I've kind of got past. I think ever since high school, obviously grades are great. Mm. Um. You know, and I would like I would like to be able to achieve. You know, and and I think you know I've I've worked hard this year, so I actually weirdly harder than all the other years because I, I at the same time I've had less distractions, mm -hmm. and I, and there's like not there's not been as much social mm -hmm. distractions. Sort of like if you're in a workshop or class and someone says you know let's go for a drink, mm. you don't have that, so you're going home and you're working. Or okay, you're doing so you'd be leaving class to go for drinks. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh -huh. I feel like a lot of students would do that, uh -huh. you know. Very interesting. Including, um, but yeah, so I feel like grades for me, I would love a nice grade, but I'm more concentrated on what's going to happen after that because I think that's why this year I've tried to line up certain things like obviously I've been interning for a music PR company and then mm -hmm. I've been working on my DJing and trying to trying mm -hmm. to get something lined up in terms of a graduate job and I think sometimes like I've, I've come across a lot of people who have excelled hugely mm. in uni but they haven't thought about what's after it mm -hmm. um sounds a bit like me no i think a I bit think of shade you... right here no no no, no that's not what... what's this about <laughs> no, i'm playing that's... i'm messing about i'm messing about um but i i just w always wanted to be aware of the mm. fact that it is going to end at some point mm -hmm. and you need to kind of have a, a game plan but it's so difficult to have a game plan right now because mm -hmm. of obviously because of covid that, that's like well, you know this literally sounds like me because yeah after i graduated in the summertime yeah it must be difficult i'm still deciding what i want to do in, the, in my own life mm -hmm. um <laughs> she just wants yeah so i graduated in the summertime and i know and i'm, I'm experiencing firsthand like how kind of scary it's like where mm. do i kind of go from adulting yeah exactly be actually being an adult now you know yeah you're so in the you're in the deep end it really is it is it is a deep end and right mm. now i'm drowning i am drowning <laughs> oh, <laughs> now nah, i'm just i'm messing around Okay, so you just said now that you 
started DJing and you worked for a PR mm-hmm. company. So how did the DJing start? What made you be like, I'm going to purchase some decks. I want to learn how to scratch and fade and everything. I'm actually thinking about this right Where did now. it start? When did the journey begin? Um, I was... Oh, oh, okay, okay. So I'm back, trying to think back. So I was at... I, w- I was at Halls and then I moved in with my mum for the summer in North London. Mm-hmm. And I found myself very far away from my friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> very far away from everything that I had kind of learnt mm-hmm. to love and, and, and not learnt to love, that's the wrong phrase, um, that, I'd, that I knew. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I just kind of was on, I seen, I'd been seeing like Maya Jama come up through the ranks mm-hmm. with her DJing. I was really um, at the time into Bossy London. It's like mm-hmm. a, a female DJ duo in in london amazing um and it's consists of like izzy stevens and demira coombs i think and i'd seen them at a couple of events they performed at like a places plus faces event mm-hmm. and i just thought that i just thought it was sick that they were infiltrating a very male, all of these yeah, male-dominated it's a, well, places. Male domin- yeah, market it really is um, and you know i have seen a lot of female djs in their own in their own field but a lot of them are house djs yeah exactly um and in terms of like Peggy different Goo. genres Peggy like Goo. Peggy Goo Peggy awesome is a, is a house DJ, I yeah and she's she's you know she's also started to produce her own stuff but she mm. was a classical musician before she was a DJ mm-hmm. which is you know she knows everything there is to know about music but um in terms of like different genres like trap drill grime like mm. all of those kind of things there there's not many female DJs mm-hmm. so so did you yeah. see this from more like was it more have you just wanted to learn or did you kind of see like a business opportunity like there's not many female DJs here so mm-hmm. maybe this is kind of a market I can tap into kind mm-hmm. of make money from it or was it just you just actually liking and being inspired well I, I love music as it mm. is and I wanted to learn more about how it works and you know I would hear people talking about I remember I was speaking to someone before I'd even started it before mm. I'd even purchased it and they were talking to me about BPM mm. and I was sat there thinking what is that? Like, <laughs> what is that? Yeah. Um, is then, that in the car? Is that how fast the yeah, car goes? Yeah, I was that's, thinking... That's a speed limit, right? I, I want to know mm. about this and I want to mm. learn about this. So um, I got like this first set of portable, like the, it mm. kind of looks like a toy controller. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's apparently what it said in the description was that professional DJs can use it, but it's few and far between that they do use it because mm. most just go on CDJs or mm. they, you know, whatever. But, um, so I got that, um, and then I did a few gigs with that, kind of just like parties and so stuff how, like that. So how long was you was you kind of practicing and learning for before you actually got into the DJ, before you had like your first like party gig or something I like think that? I got kind of thrown into the deep end, to be fair. So you went straight in? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's good though, you're not, you're not afraid, you just went straight in, that's good. Yeah. Now the question is, did you sink or did you swim? I did swim. Okay, I good. did swim. I think everyone did was too swim drunk front to notice. Michael Phelps or was you just doggy paddle? Ooh, be, be honest. I was like, you know, kind of just breast straight, but trying <laughs> to keep my head just, above. Just keeping it Trying short. to like not swallow the not, water. Yeah, not getting your hair wet. You know, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. Exactly. Um, I, I think it's funny because when everyone's too drunk to notice, they just don't really mm. care. But um, I was, and I think the more that you do of those, the more that you learn about like how to read an audience. And mm. for me... I still have so much to learn about like technical, like, like different ways to mix mm-hmm. and, and, and even like on CDJs, like facing those is so intimidating because there's just, so just many. Just quickly just tell CDJs mm-hmm. too, so people don't know what a CDJ is. Oh, so they're the type of controller that you'll see in a club 
So they'll so, have like a mixing, mm. big, big mixing panel in the, in the middle. They'll, they'll still have two decks, mm. um, but they're just on a much larger scale. So they're a very massive, you know, like You'll DJ see them in clubs, kind of like, yeah. decks with tons of buttons. So it's a very complex <laughs> kind of thing. And so, and the idea is that you bring your own USB stick, mm-hmm. which holds your music tracks on it. Mm. And then it basically makes you portable. Okay. So you can go to any club, any event, Plug your take your USB, in. done you're off like let's get the party started basically exactly okay so exactly. De- and now so how long have you been djing for oh god i'm guessing i think it's over a year yeah yeah because i think when i first got my decks i was kind of they were kind of like gathering dust for a bit obviously mm. when i first got them i was so excited mm-hmm. and then i went back to uni and i was working and mm-hmm. i just didn't have the time but i i think during this pandemic i've mm-hmm. been able to learn more and i upgraded my decks to mm-hmm. sb3s which are kind of just like a bigger yeah, That's what kind of happens version. when you kind of when you kind of learn to. Yeah. But I remember like years ago, I, I started learning how to play guitar. Oh yeah. So yeah, I know it was a very. It was a way to get women. Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but I try. I, I was taught myself how to play guitar. So the mm-hmm. first initial stages is like it's great because you're just learning and you can see the progress. Yeah. But then you just hit like a wall I where think you that's, can't yeah. play, and then you kind of fall off it. Yeah. I hit that wall when I have never returned to the guitar. I think that's it's the thing. It's like years. you have to get back on the horse kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So you kind of push through that in a sense. Which is a good thing. It shows strength of mind because some people, like, that happened to me. I just, I got off the horse. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Well, let's go get some food. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just kind of forgot about it. I, I, yeah, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. But you kind of push through it and it shows, it shows your strength. You know, you're, you're resilient. You're going to keep on, you're going to keep trying to learn. I think, yeah, there's, I mean, there's always more to learn. I have a lot more to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, especially with gigs, like, I think a lot of people are scared to do it in case they flop. Mm-hmm. But even if you do, like, you're not going to make, it's not like you're going to make a bad name for yourself. It's not mm. like you're already famous and, mm. you know, people are going to write about you and how you like flop yeah, so, you, like, you've magnificently. Just started, so know what I mean? No yeah. one's going to say anything. Like, you mm. probably just, you're doing a small event. If you if you mess up a couple things, like, everyone's going to appreciate the fact that you actually keep going. Mm-hmm. And I think it just really helps you gain your confidence in terms of, like, the type of music that you mm-hmm. play. And what people can expect from you. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, DJing in your bedroom and, and having and, and harnessing your skills is like amazing. And it's obviously you need to do that, you know, all the be doing that all the time. But I think for me, like get actually getting out there and like I did a, a, a lockdown socially distance exhibition event. Which I was there. Yeah, was you were there. Front row, you were you know, there. moshing with basically. Yeah, it, it was a bit. <laughs> wasn't spo- you weren't supposed to be d- dancing. Yeah, it was I, I shouldn't have been dancing, but it wasn't know. locked down technically, was it? No, no, this was this one was allowed to, but yeah, yeah. I was. Oh, it was a good time, but yeah, yeah, carry on, carry on. Sorry. Um, and that I really, really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it felt it was one of the more, I guess, professional vibes i've got yeah it was very it was a very organized set it was yeah. an organized event and very, it, and very it, organized very and well i felt very sort of like oh like mm. i'm here you know mm-hmm. i'm next kind of thing mm-hmm. so so i really enjoyed that um but i think that's the kind of key is to just get yourself out there but I'm, i mean i'm trying to do that in other ways now because you know and just just trying keep learning it, yeah. mm-hmm. perfect you know? perfect and now so you are working in a pr yeah for free for free but okay still. so next i'll explain <laughs> you a little bit you can tell me no, no. So, I mean, it's difficult currently because none of them are in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like an email thing. Um, but, you know, I initially applied for a job with them. I interviewed with them maybe over a year ago now, mm-hmm. maybe a year and a half ago, for a graduate job. 
um like literally just a music PR and they're a really really small independent company there's like six people in the team max um and I got to the interview they were about to hire me and then they found out that I was at uni mm-hmm. and I kind of oh, just oh that's a shame yeah, yeah it was a, a shame shame and I thought I mean I probably couldn't have been able to juggle that in reality been, it would have been very difficult it would have been yeah, yeah exactly. in third year to juggle mm-hmm. that and a full-time job is like no. impossible um, and I don't. I, I just thought I would try my luck and sort mm. of see if I could get it. And he said, obviously, we can't employ you while you're in full time education. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, well, I can intern for you or I can work part time for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said, okay, well, um, at the minute, like we we don't necessarily need anyone. So I was like, okay. But then, COVID struck, and they had a lot of people who wouldn't come into the office. Mm-hmm. So I basically took that as an opportunity to say, well, I'll come in to the office. Mm-hmm. and have someone sort of on the ground and, and to help you out and then yeah just from then on but it's a really cool office as well it's based in strong room studios in, in shoreditch lovely great area to work in it's super good if mm-hmm. you want to work in music because you'll run into people and you'll be like is that is that who have you, no who, way who have you bumped into um, anyone of yeah so i remember i was i got sent out to do a mail run mm-hmm. um and i had about like 50 CDs packaged up, like promotional CDs, and I had a couple of vinyls and like a big box to mm-hmm. send to the post office. The, the post office hates me now because <laughs> um, I always bring in loads of stuff. But anyway, so I was walking. They just know to get ready. Yeah, when they're they like, see oh, those guys come on, we've got a big order coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was walking down, there's like a little pathway, and then you kind of have to walk out these mm-hmm. like red gate doors. And. Mahalia was just kind of sat on a bench, just oh, like okay. singing to herself. Oh, sick. I don't know whether she people know that she smokes, but she was lighting up a fag. Fair enough. And yeah, Probably it was, was a lot of stress in her. I was kind of looking at her and I was like, oh, that's Mahalia. Mm-hmm. Huh. And it was just kind of one of those moments where I was like, I look like such an idiot right now. I'm walking mm. with like 50 million CDs. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I, I, I was going to be like, do you need a lighter? But she'd already, she'd already so lit you, her cigarette. So did you I approach? Kind of, did no, approach I just kind of carried, I, carried, I, I smiled at her and I, I carried like on walking. Did she smile back? I think she was in the zone. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially you got Ed's. Maybe, but... Don't worry, that happens to everyone. You know, you know I Anyone think... Anyone, Ed, think, It's fine. Yeah, it was, it was, it was funny. Okay. Mm. So you, and you've been how long at your, as an intern at this place? So I started in... I started in I started before lockdown to so March, mm. just like beginning of March, I think. Okay, interesting. And then I and then when lockdown obviously happened, we were kind of email we were doing emails, and then when everything opened back up again, mm-hmm. it was kind of back and forth for ages. But I was still doing like press releases for them and just like admin work mm. and stuff. And then I went back to the office. It was just it's really nice vibe. It's mm-hmm. such a small team. And, um, you know, I would do things like I would go in, work the day, and then I would stay a bit later to do my uni work. So it's also quite a nice, nice place to, place kind of to work, work yeah, exactly. in general, you know. Okay, interesting. So I'm just going to kind of switch now. So for me, I like to analyze, you know, different choices that we make. And then mm-hmm. it kind of takes different parts in our life or like mm-hmm. different things that you wouldn't expect. So like you just said now, so obviously you went to Gold to come from Manchester to London. Yeah. And then look, you've ended up doing... DJing and being an intern yeah, and, and studying journalism mm-hmm. and it's crazy because you if you had to want to be a vet you probably would not be sat in this be chair wearing wellies you right probably now. you probably probably were right yeah being the vet <laughs> right now looking after a dog or something you know yeah, probably in surgery yeah. but yeah. it's like I like to analyze and it's crazy how like 
just from you just choosing to do journalism and move to London yeah. has ended up to you in this kind of spot if that makes I sense know. and I wouldn't have met anyone that I, it's crazy yeah me. you probably wouldn't be talking to you right now you probably yeah. have a different kind of friend circle yeah you know what I mean so does that like and I think that, re- that ch- it changes you as a person as well mm-hmm. you evolve differently um, and I wouldn't have it would any you feel like you'd be you this person right now the way you're the way you carry yourself your dress sense if you were to be a vet and you were still in Manchester I think I would still have my individuality as mm. a vet like I would still try and be mm. you know have the nicest like boots yeah 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 I get you you know um, and I always said to my mum like I just don't want to wear a fleece <laughs> <laughs> okay um, but I think I would have there's ne- there's pros and cons to it I mm. wouldn't have been maybe exposed to pressures in terms of like imagery and how you mm. want to look um, so much because London is very very it's very, very fast paced yeah. fashion it's yeah. like very it's like you want to look mm-hmm. a certain way to give off a certain imagery but what I've learned is that actually it, it you can look as good as you want but if it's all shop window and if mm-hmm. it's all just imagery there's nothing underneath then people aren't gonna want to get past that first sort of mm-hmm. phase um, but yeah I think I think I would definitely be of a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have met completely different you, people. I can't really imagine it, mm. to be honest. The vibes so the vibe for you are, are very individual. It's like you kind of like, like to follow your own mm. kind of lane. You don't like to, like you can see what's going on, but you kind of like just follow what Minnie does. Yeah, I live in my and own I, world. Where, where is that? You, you do live in your own world. <laughs> I know, I've seen it firsthand. <laughs> but like, where does that actually come from? Did that, did that just maybe just come from you, your own mindset? Or has that come from let's say seeing like family members who are very headstrong and individuals mm-hmm. and you kind of being like I'm that same do you understand where I'm coming from yeah um I think my mum was probably plays a big part in that mm. and being in such a like in such a female dominated family mm-hmm. you know I think there's I mean apart from like partners that people have accumulated over the years mm. um there's essentially one man in my entire family Okay. But in my immediate family. And, and, who, and who was that person? That's my uncle. Uncle who? And my Uncle Simon. Uncle Simon. <laughs> if you're listening, Uncle Simon, uncle shout Simon. out to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so he is my mum and mum's brother. So so it's my essentially my immediate family is my mum, mm. my auntie and my uncle. And then mm. everyone else and my grandma. So I think, my, my I mean, my grandma was always, before she got diagnosed with dementia, she was always super, super quirky mm-hmm. in terms of her dress sense. She always had her own style and I always admired that and I, you know, look back at pictures and I think, oh, like, wow. Mm. Um, she was an individual. Yeah. She didn't care what she people did, thought. She doesn't care what she anyone, she still world. doesn't care what anyone thinks. She'll say whatever she wants. I love wants. to hear that. She's a character. <laughs> Good. Yeah, she, Pat, she is a character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and sort of see my mum navigate everything and, and essentially sacrifice a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Um just kind of made me think well I just I do need to be my own person because I mm. need I need her to kind of feel that that work has actually been worth something mm-hmm. you just mean so this might be a bit deep now so mm-hmm. we're speaking about how your mum raised you was such a very an individual your grandma whatever yeah so your dad yeah I'm guessing hasn't been in, in your life much at, at all at all yeah. so if he was now mm-hmm. would you feel like you'd be the person you are today because no, you'd not be at all. you'd be a completely different person. Um, I mean, I've so I've never actually met him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have when I was a baby, obviously, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, 
I think I would have led an extremely different life had he been around. Not to say that he's a bad person. I don't know yeah. him, so I can't not I can't really judge him in in that respect. But I think I would have first of all had a different relationship with my mom. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I just think I would have had different goals. I can't really explain it, and I but I don't know. You don't know. I, I think you can't really comment on something that you have no knowledge of and no memory of but you know i think it definitely would play a part in that mm-hmm. yeah so and and how was that and how was that for you for example let's say mm-hmm. uh, like parent kid day whatever mm-hmm. or kind of like events and let's say you would see kids with their the mom and dad there and if like, would you ever mm-hmm. feel like a bit of sadness kind of from you or like have you ever had like a longing to kind of speak to him and meet him or yeah to see the kind of man he is anything like that I think so social media tells you a lot mm-hmm. first of all um but I think obviously when I was growing up and I think when you're a teenager especially a young like sort of a tweeny like 13 14 mm-hmm. you are quite unsure of yourself and you and you're unsure of who you are and where you stand and where mm-hmm. you come from and I think for a long time I kind of thought well I need to see like what what that other half of myself is exactly, and yeah. where and why I'm like the why mm. I am the way I am mm-hmm. because you know there's a lot of ways that I am different to my mom and I mm. think well where does that come where from? does that come from you know mm. but um because you do look like your mom but yeah you don't feel this so that other part could be your dad as yeah well, well yeah, DNA, yeah. Well, you DNA. Know. <laughs> well, I know I look more like my dad I look nothing like my mom yeah. so you know what I mean well I think I think people who people who know my dad or mm. have known my dad in previous years mm. um say that I look so much like him mm-hmm. but obviously people who don't know that say say that a lot like my mum but um you know I, I think yeah going so especially in high school times you know when we would have like parents evening or mm-hmm. times like that so my auntie was always like my second mum mm-hmm. because we um lived together f- like for quite a long period of time because she got divorced and then um she, she moved in with me and my mom. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be for like a temporary period, but it ended up being for, for like 10 years, mm-hmm. which I loved because that was kind of like my sort of like little family. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but I remember one, one girl in the PE changing rooms once, she was like, is your mum a lesbian, Millie? Oh, wow. And I was like, right, you're just going straight in there, <laughs> oh, wow. straight not, for the jugular. Can, not even okay. a chat for half an hour. No, but, it was just wow. straight there. I was like, wow, teenagers are ruthless. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just replied saying like, would it matter if she was mm-hmm. like, d- and also kind of, is it any of your business mm. for it? You know, just for the record, no. Teenagers are very like, but it's kind of like, mm. really, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, so I can I think being a young kid, I was kind of like, Oh my God, like, this is what people think. And mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Like, you know, people are judging and I, and I thought they were judging me and they clearly are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there weren't a lot of other people specifically because I went to, like sort of a wealthy school mm. there weren't a lot of people from single parent families mm-hmm. there was maybe one other girl in my year who didn't really speak to her dad mm-hmm. um and it's weird because it usually is the dad so you two were the only people in the year yeah who i knew of wow so two people yeah god knows how many students yeah i mean okay. we, we kind of had a bit of common ground like we mm. didn't we weren't like best friends but we we spoke about it on on several occasions um but aside from that, like I never really felt like I'd lost out on anything because mm-hmm. I always had so many people around me, mm-hmm. and like I, I like my family have like everyone. I like to say that everyone in my family has kind of raised me. Like everyone mm-hmm. sort of mucked in. Obviously, my mum mm-hmm. has always but been like the, there. The majority, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, but I think everybody kind of mucked in because they knew that you know I might need that extra little bit of 
mm. love or whatever it sounds mm-hmm. ridiculous but no no it's um, not ridiculous at all no 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 yeah so I so I never really felt like I was missing out on anything because it's kind of, it's, kind of, I, 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 it's kind of like you can't love you can't miss something you never had, you never had exactly. you know mm. it's like I've not it's really known always, any it's different it's always a question of like maybe what would it be like mm. it's curiosity of, definitely mm, curiosity and but so you're 22 of years of age right now yeah almost 23 so birthday comes but you've never had the kind of an inkling to kind of contact him or yeah, yeah of course i have mm. um you know you i've had s- do you ever see ever see that in the future happening um yeah but i want to be in a position where mm. i'm first of all like stay not like mentally stable well yes that too but um sort of like stable in my life secure mm-hmm. you know maybe like got my own house and i just want to be in a situation where i'm an adult and mm. i can i can sit there and say well i don't really need anything from you mm. well i don't need anything from him now but yeah. it's kind of gone past that point i think so if i were to sit down with him it wouldn't really be on the basis that okay you're my dad and you have to be my dad now because mm. it's just not how it works mm-hmm. it would i think it would be more so to be to be to form a friendship maybe i don't mm. really know i don't yeah, know yeah. if i could ever call him a friend dad like yeah. I just, oh, no, it wouldn't work mm. i just my brain wouldn't mm-hmm. kind of click with it i can't just meet someone and start calling them, them dad yeah exactly um i just don't think that it doesn't work like that and i and you know i hope that he wouldn't expect that either mm-hmm. but you know he's he's had another child anyway mm-hmm. who's now i think two mm-hmm. two maybe okay. um so he's obviously preoccupied with that at the minute but uh, you know overall i just think yeah i think it may take a lot of time for me to to, to actually feel like i'm sort of ready to do that mm-hmm. and at the minute i think there's so much going on in the world and there's so much that I feel like I need to do before you can actually this, take that. You know, that, that's not. It's not on my it's, mind. It's not, your priority. it's not on my priority list, mm-hmm. and it might sound a bit cutthroat, but it's just like no, no, you should have you, other you, things you, to do. Prioritize, <laughs> you, prioritize yourself first. You know, this yeah. is your life. We have one life, so yeah, it should but everything like should be the main of around you. Yeah, Millie's world essentially. Yeah, Millie's <laughs> <Really> world. <laughs> okay, so we get we're getting near to the end of it now. Mm-hmm. So. It's completely random. Mm-hmm. I'd someone like to sign off okay. on this kind of thing. I'm ready. So, what would you say has been one of your best conversations that you've had? Oh, wow. So, maybe... Can I say this one? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say that. You better say that. But no, no, I'm just, I'm just playing. So, like, where, when God. have you... Oh, so, I'll give you, for example. So, the best conversations for me that I like to have is um, when I'm on PlayStation, my boys. Okay. And we're talking to 5 a.m., just reminiscing yeah. about good times. Like, I've had that countless times with my mm-hmm. friends. And that kind of stuck out to me, mm-hmm. you know, like things like that. Yeah. Is there any been like a time where you've just been sat there and been like, I'm just, this is just incredible. Uh, do you know what I mean? Just like yeah. A, maybe you was on holiday one time or something like that. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Whenever I ask a question, there's always one thing that kind of pops into people's heads. It might, there it might is, take but long. it's not very exciting. No, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, I have, so the, the one that I've appreciated recently mm-hmm. is like weekly, um, because obviously I haven't been back to Manchester in mm-hmm. a, about a year or so now. And I haven't really been seeing my mum. And obviously my auntie lives in, in Manchester. So because we lived together for such a long time, I think mm. we really have like withdrawal symptoms. Because we all used oh, to like okay, okay. chill together. Um, so we do like a weekly teams. And we just sit there and chat shit for like an nice. hour and a half. About yeah. just like gossiping about random stuff. Like mm. 
and then obviously like I don't know it's just, just nice about, you just talk about life and that's where you kind of yeah. feel at peace I feel at home mm-hmm. and even if I'm in a, a, my room in Lewisham like mm. I just feel almost like I'm there mm-hmm. I mean obviously teams doesn't really allow for that but um yeah I've just really appreciated that in terms of like mm. when you when you have like a wow conversation I actually had one of those the other week yeah um I don't know if this is kind of what you meant, but no, no. I just like I just like to know when people like that's like. Yeah. So my wild conversation was with my friends just on mm-hmm. Facebook. You, you start reminiscing about good times and yeah, you're just laughing or whatever. So that's kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I feel like, I feel like every different conversation with different people give gives me something. But the one that's kind different. of stuck out to you, like you really value, like you, you like it was the was a chat you just had around with your yeah your okay i would say so definitely okay, perfect all right so we're wrapping this up guys so <laughs> like I, so I didn't get to mention the point of this podcast so it's called ordinary people but like i said you know for example i could have never met millie before you know we could just be walking past each other let's say in the train station mm-hmm. and i wouldn't know the steps that she's taken you know, for, for her to walk past me in the train station like the choice she made so let's say if she actually decided to be a vet I wouldn't know Millie right now. So, but True. everyone has their own story. You know, we are ordinary people, but we're interesting at the same time. But yeah, so we're going to sign sign off here. Thank you very much, Millie, for Thank taking for time. Thank you for having me. No, no, honestly, it was, it was my pleasure. Thank you for speaking to me. Of course. And I wish you the best in your career. Hoping you're a DJ taking over the world. <laughs> you know, I'm going <laughs> to be there. Look back at this. <laughs> Look back on this. I'm going to be there moshing front row. Yeah, always. Uh, you want to say like your socials, anything like that? My so my Instagram handle is kind of is kind of complicated, but it's well, too. This is this is your chance, you know, boost the followers. Hello. <laughs> well, no. So I have um, I have an entertainment page called Live at Thirty Three, which showcases the work of artists of all genres. Uh, you can see my personal Instagram there as well. So yeah, if you if you guys have a chance, check it out. But what is it then? You didn't say at what? At Live at Thirty Three. No, but you're actually you don't want people to follow your personal one. It's up to you to be honest. It's at two underscores millie may two underscores there we go that's what we do but if you don't want to get rid of the underscores okay fine but yeah thank you for spending time with me and hopefully we've got some more episodes coming up soon yes thank you very much i'm khalid aka khalito we are out goodbye